Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Culture Shock. This is a special edition of the show this week. We have an interview with Julio Rosas, who is a senior writer here at Town Hall. He's currently in Florida on the scene in the aftermath of Hurricane Adalia. And let's jump right into that interview. Okay, so Julio, what is it like in Florida right now? First off, where are you? I see a background that's not a studio. So where have you been the past few days? And like, what's what's the scene been like down there? So I started out the uh, Hurricane Adali coverage over in the Camp Bay area or with the National Guard Armory headquartered in Pinellas Park. Uh, we didn't get a direct impact uh, from Adalia on the Tampa Bay side, uh, but it actually did cause significant levels of flooding in some of the areas that were really close to the water with, uh, with how the bay is set up. So we were actually expecting to come up here North right now, I'm in Dixie County at the Dixie at the Dixie County High School. Uh, that's where Second Battalion the National Guard is being headquartered at. Some of them are being sent back home, but uh, we were expected to come up here uh, after Adelia made landfall. But when basically how it's set up is that the National Guard, whenever they're activated, they wait for requests from the county and cities that are being impacted by any disaster. And so by the time we woke up uh, on Wednesday. We had already gotten about five or six mission requests just in the Tampa Bay area, and it was mostly due to uh, flooding. And in one case, the case that the mission that we were on, it was to transport firefighters into a trailer park that was completely flooded because there was actually a couple of mobile homes that were that were on fire, and they were having trouble using their vehicles to get to that. So that's where we started out uh, this morning. We're back. Like I said, we're up in Dixie County. This is where the more direct impact uh, of Hurricane Adelia was at. And so the good news is, is that due to the level of preparedness at the state and local level, um, things such as power and, and, and water distribution and rescues, those are all pretty much done. Uh, so I don't expect the impact of Adalia to be, um, in terms of like the immediate acute needs, to be going on for much longer. And so now it's just a matter of uh, damage assessment. Yeah, and you mentioned a little bit about like the state response and like the federal level response. What Can you talk a little bit about what that's looked like? Like, I know that um, Governor DeSantis made a few addresses in the public, done a few press conferences. Um, what has like the state response looked like from down there? It's been a combination of the National Guard; those are the guys that with most of the time. Uh, the, but it's also state troopers. It's also getting the power companies and all the different areas ready to go. I mean, as I was coming up north here, there were constant uh, linemen worrying at different points. Uh, and in a few cases, there was even. Uh, entire branches and entire tree trunks that were just bringing down power lines. And so they were on the scene uh, working on that to restore their capabilities. And so uh, that's kind of how it's been on the state level. Uh, right now, the FEMA is on the ground uh, working closely with Florida. Uh, Governor DeSantis was in one of the uh, the upper key, uh, theater key, and uh, the, FEMA, the director of FEMA, she was, uh, she was there along with uh, some of the other state and local leaders and so it, it's kind of like i said right now i mean it's only been and it's only been a day after uh adalia made landfall and so like i said the the acute needs have been met or mostly met by now and so now it's a matter of uh figuring out where exactly the, the long-term effects such as building a damage assessment and uh just having relocations being uh repositioned yeah um curious about what other kind of media outlets are down there and how they're covering this. Like, is the media just focusing mainly on this, like, oh, this is a climate change issue, have you noticed? Like, and making it political? 
or are they actually focusing on like the actual response and the people needing assistance? I would say it's a mixture of both. Uh, I guess it depends on what the assignment is. Because, uh, for example, you know, for me, I wasn't the person embedded with the National Guard. There are a few other local channels, uh, some as far down as uh, Miami. Uh, they were definitely more focused on the on the ground, what's happening, you know, what what, what is the state doing to help. But then, even even today, when when DeSantis was touring some of the damaged areas in in Cedar Key, there's an NBC reporter that was kind of peppering him with questions about the insurance uh, problems that the state does have when it comes to home insurance, but um, giving him an interview at, at that time. So it just, I would say it very much depends on, on, on the outlet, but it also very much depends on what, what they're actually doing. So uh, obviously for us at Town Hall, we're definitely more focused on the, on the, on the ground and uh, saying that here, this is what's happening. Right. And a lot of your uh, videos that you've been sharing with us and that we've been posting on town hall social media, one in particular I thought was very interesting. I believe it was a um, a Florida National Guard talking through a ring camera to somebody at a home who wasn't actually present there. Can you talk a little bit about like what those interactions have looked like? If people, you know, kind of are people kind of coming back home and assessing damage? Or are they kind of staying away? What have you noticed from being down there? So over there, that was by uh, Indian Beach. That was still in the Tampa Bay area. And yeah, it was pretty funny because we were in one of the outlying areas. And it actually was technically a mandatory evacuation zone. But, you know, some people did stay. And so they, the National Guard was going door to door in some cases in flooded areas, uh, making sure, you know, seeing if anybody was home, if they were home, seeing if they needed to be evacuated, needed any medical attention or, you know, what have you. And, and yeah, Sergeant Hampton, that was the guy, uh, he... There was a, yeah, like you said, there was a camper, and we started hearing a voice, and, and uh, where's that coming from? And then we realized oh, it was from the ring camera or something. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, had that full on conversation. He wasn't home at the time because it's still, it hadn't even, it's only been barely, uh, you know, not even a full day after the hurricane came. But she was asking him, are the roads clear? I can't, can I get past on the bridge? And, and yeah, uh, she could. And so she, she said she was going to be coming back soon, and she even joked about, swimming in her new pool, which, you know, obviously was the, the water in, in, in her street at that point. But uh, that, that was just one interaction. There were a few other people that were still in that neighborhood. Um, they didn't need any immediate assistance. They said that they were fine. They were still trying to, uh, some of them did have a little bit of flooding. Obviously, they did have sandbags. They did try to prepare as best they could. Uh, but for the most part, uh, it's been uh, pretty low-key because, like I said, Tampa Bay wasn't directly hit. I will say, that one of the biggest uh, things I've, he- I've heard from people who were more directly impacted, they were shocked at how fast power came back on. One guy, one guy I interviewed, and, and the video is going up later, but one guy I interviewed, he told me that he he lived in Cedar Key area for his life. Obviously, they had previous storms before. Sometimes they were out of power for weeks. Uh, most recently, they were out of power for five days. After the hurricane came, you know, made landfall and most passed passed them by, they had power within six hours, uh, and that 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 definitely speaks to the, the level of preparedness that that the state of Florida and local authorities had for 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 this time around. Just going to ask you like a little bit of follow up of that of like how cleanup is looking, but it seems like Ron DeSantis once again kind of knows what he's doing and knows what he's talking about and is very prepared for emergencies like these. So, um, like I know a big concern for a lot of people in these situations are you know, clearing roadways and making sure that emergency vehicles are able to get through if they need to 
So it sounds like that has not been too much of an issue in some of the areas that you've been in specifically. Would that be correct? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. That's pretty much correct. I mean, the 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 bridges uh, that the, for so Cedar Key, they were uh, residents and business owners for not to come. It was their first day of lock. Again, significant. Be two days after after dying. So, uh, a lot. You know, often when I was asking people, you know, what's the estimated cost? Like, can you just give me a ballpark number? They they said they they don't know yet because they literally just got there a few hours before and they're more focused on the cleanup aspect and figuring out the damage. So things are still pretty early in terms of that. Obviously in the coming weeks, they'll have a better idea on exactly what the cost of this was. I mean, this was a pretty powerful storm, I would say. I mean, it was, it reached just a category form right before it made landfall. What has morale been like with the communities? Like I know, like you mentioned, some people are coming back home now, assessing damage. Are people feeling optimistic about the help they'll be able to receive? Yeah, I mean, you know, this the the Big Bend region of Florida is pretty rural compared to the rest of the state. So these are definitely people that are, you know, pull up, by, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Like we'll we'll take care of each other. We we will try to figure out things that are on our own. If we can't do it, if we don't have the capability to do it, then we'll go ask whatever authorities uh, for the help that that they're able to provide. So it's very much the uh, the because you know, this is pretty close to the Panhandle. So this isn't South Florida. This is this is you know deep south territory now so it's very much of that 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 mentality that attitude of you know obviously what happened is devastating we're going to rebuild we're going to come back stronger and you know any help that we can get would be greatly appreciated do you think the president will be making a stop by anytime soon i did just see that he's coming saturday so a little bit faster than maui but you know i don't think he has any vacation between now and saturday but you never know he still might so we'll see what happens Julio rosas from town hall senior writer thanks for um, joining via, you know, up, let's say a parking, like you're in the middle of a school or a parking lot or something. Thanks for keeping us updated. And be sure to keep following Town Hall social media and Julio. I'll pop up um, links and handles on the screen here to keep following uh, Hurricane coverage. Thanks, Julio, for joining. 